0: hey welcome to my podcast today we're talking about the real deal behind success with epe udo epe how you doing
1: i'm doing good and to all the listeners i apologize if i if i sound scratchy currently i'm in beijing china but thank you for having me
0: all right so won't you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: well, to start out, my name is Epideme Friday Udo, um, but my friends and family they all call me Epe. Uh, I'm from I'm from the great state of Oklahoma. Born in Oklahoma City, raised in Edmond, Oklahoma. Um, my parents, two amazing, beautiful parents. They're both from Nigeria. They were able to come over in the '80s. Uh, I don't know exactly why they picked Oklahoma, you know, but you know, it's it's, it's been good to us. You there? <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. good to us, you and know, my parents are still there now. Um, me, man, I sh- I'm a basketball. I'm a professional basketball player currently. Um, I just started out with a kid with, with, with a dream. Um, started playing around five. Did all of that. Had a, had a solid high school uh, career. Um, kind of went under the radar. Was able to receive uh, multiple scholarships. Ended up choosing University of Michigan coming out of high school. Went there for two years, and then from there transferred to uh, transferred to Baylor University, where I had to sit out one year um, due to the NCAA rules. And then that that next year, that year I was able to play. We were able to make a run and get to the Elite Eight, When we really had a great season. I was able to show, you know, my show myself, you know, on and off the court, mm. and then I was able to. You know, into, into the NBA draft, 2010 NBA draft, was drafted sixth by the, U, by the <laughs> Utah Jazz, but drafted sixth by the uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, ended mm-hmm. up playing.
0: You didn't even, you you didn't get to play, uh, make your de- debut there, did you?
1: No, ma'am. Um, and, and, and right before Summer League started, actually, uh, I tore a ligament in my left wrist and that, that sideline okay. for like six or seven months. Um, which was which was definitely tough, especially coming into you know what you've been dreaming for your all, your whole life. But I played I played seven years in the NBA. Um, now I'm finishing up my third year overseas, currently in Beijing, China. Um, I played in Istanbul, Turkey for two years, and then like a a week during the NBA lockout in Israel. And, and here I am. Yeah, okay. And here I am. All right.
0: All right. So you got a lot going on with you. So um, I know that you've been very, very busy. And I I would like to take a quote that I had read um, off of someone else's um, interview with you. And your quote was, time flies. Time really flies. You got to appreciate every moment you get. And time really, really flies because I remember when you were that teenager, you hadn't even graduated yet. And you were coming down, staying with us with the um, Blue Chips. That's the uh, AAU League. And time really flies. And I've seen you grow and progress. So I would like to know, and I would like for you to tell the listeners, how do you define success in your life?
1: Who time flies. It, time really does shine. Yes, it uh, like does. Yesterday, I was on that Greyhound heading up i thirty, heading down I-35 to get to practice. Um,
2: yeah. <laughs> and if
1: y'all don't know, Miss M- M- Miss Renata is, is a mother figure to, to me, and me and her son, Quincy Ace are, are pretty much brothers. Um, so, yeah. for me, I, I think success is, um, you, you have to define it to yourself, like for yourself. I don't think mm-hmm. once you start going off of what everybody else says success is, it's going to be hard to really to, to meet to meet those those I don't know checkpoints because that that that's right, always right. going to move. I think it's something that you have to sit down um, and assess for yourself.
0: Yeah. It's like they say, beauty is in the eyes of, of the beholder. And so it' so is success. It's in the eye of the beholder, whatever your goals you set. So yes, when, ma'am. when did you consider yourself um, a success? When did you consider yourself a success?
1: Man, I think just along the way, mm-hmm. uh, checking out this, you know, my upbringing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shoot, I think we got to celebrate all the small victories, in my opinion, of elementary to middle school, right. middle school to high school, uh, high school to college, college to the NBA. Uh, I think just being able to to be the player that I was on the court, especially growing up, I was able to to, to gain success, garner success, and, and have some notoriety, uh, and at just every level, um, I was able to do that. Uh, I, I didn't have the, the NBA career I, I want, you know. I envisioned mm-hmm. growing up. You know,
0: Which was what? What did you envision? You know,
1: just, just being a part, just, um, of course, I was a part of it. I was in the NBA for seven years, but just having more of a, of a mm-hmm. role and still being in, in the NBA, like right now. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. I you know, looked in the mirror and, you know, there's some things that, that I regret that I didn't do. Uh, and some things are just out of my control as well uh, mm-hmm.
2: so yeah that's
0: and you not only success successful on the court but off the court as well because you have the fa's book club and you have that um garden that that you're trying to feed yeah. the community yeah. with um tell us a little bit about both of those um, projects you have going on
1: but, um, so that is to me, off the court success, is, I think weighs more. Um, to me, it, you know, just you know, in my mm-hmm. profession, because we're not not going to be able to play this game forever. You know, you're you were a teacher, a principal. And you could you know you were in that career for what 20, 30 plus years.
0: 20, 28 years.
1: Congratulations on that. For for us athletes, like our careers are. You know, I mean, NBA career is average three to four years. NFL career is like three years. And then you mm-hmm. got to get on to your, you know, whatever the next next chapter is in your life. I've been grateful that I'm in my 10th year. Uh, and, and throughout these years, I've been able to impact different communities that were, that I was in. And then mm-hmm. the little communities like with Epe's Book Club. Which I started when I was playing with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we mm-hmm. started it as a way, you know, me and um, Dance Me Check, he's the media relations um, coordinator for the Milwaukee Bucks, but as a way to, to interact with fans a unique way. And, and for me, it was, uh, I think it showed my growth because growing up, you wouldn't catch me dead. In uh book club like don't even mention that to me i'm gonna look at you like you crazy and then go shoot some hoops um but it just showed my growth and then you just don't see athletes reading i mean not reading but but doing those type of events like book club events i was able to have some
2: author author
1: talks events where i was able to bring some authors out Uh, and it was special i mean it's still going this this is our eighth year 7th or 8th year going strong. We read 50 plus books. Um, it's all it's all on Twitter. We usually use the hashtag F.A. Book Club. And, you know, I've been able to take it everywhere I've um, I, I went. It's, I mean, I wanted to bring it here to China, but um, the, the epidemic happened or the pandemic happened right before I was going to get started right. with actually uh, a school out here, uh, which was going to be special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: then would that, that? Would you find that to be kind of hard, though, with the language barrier? Well,
1: the, well, at this school, I mean, it's like a private school. It's almost set up like a college campus. Um,
2: oh, so they okay.
1: spoke English, and when I was touring the school, the kids gave me the tour. You know, they were with us, giving the tour, speaking. Mm. Um, so that was fun, and, and I it, think it would have been a, something great to see. because, You know, as, as an athlete, we're we're automatic role models. Mm.
0: Right, exactly. And
1: I think it, it's it's a way to empower them to understand how important reading is if they see an athlete or in their eyes, or maybe a celebrity reading like I do.
0: Yeah, and you know, you you're so true because the only other person that I've seen, and I'm sure it's more out there, but that really stands out was Shaq um, when I was in my classroom and I had a big poster of Shaq sitting there reading a book and I had that in my reading corner and that really inspired those young men because they they don't see a lot of athletes reading something that's very fundamental and something that's very important in their lives and I think that that serves as a great role model and I remember how I wish I had a poster of you in my classroom so that might be something you want to look into getting you a poster <laughs> yes yes and you do you realize what how that would really encourage these young um
1: that, that would be that would be dope you you walk in and, and you just see just see myself that that would be dope for sure
0: kids this day and time because everything is such um internet you know like gaming and things that they don't really take time to sit and read in their leisure time
1: that, that, that is very true, um, and you know, they're only going to emulate what they see, especially when they, if they see somebody they look up to, like their role model doing that, they're gonna, you know, they think that's cool, so let me, let me read, it, let me, you know, do whatever um, that that person may be doing, so that's, that's definitely something I, I need to look into.
0: What is life like playing overseas?
1: life overseas is a real grind um you know it for me it it, it helped change my life um, Uh and and my outlook on the world but as far as just playing overseas it's um, having to deal with leaving your home and not being away from family for 10 10 right. nights, not not having the ability to just say you know hey pull up this weekend um, overseas you, you have to really plan out the trips have all the travel documents together have your passport together
2: uh-huh.
1: um, just to you know just to have that chance to, to come visit um, and it's a grind because overseas you you have these two 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 a days um, pretty much throughout the year uh, I definitely okay. had to do that with my time and um, Istanbul practice yeah something then you know with the, my my experience was the better you did you know the, the lighter the first practice mm-hmm. would be the second practice was always the tough live physical practice mm-hmm. if you're winning the first practice is probably shooting and you know lifting weights but if you start losing <laughs> that first practice is you going to be a real back. practice then yeah. the second practice is a real practice as and mm-hmm. they just really they they just right. run you into the ground, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and you know, so it, it's just different. Just different aspects, and you have to be able to to take charge of your life, uh, um, budgeting and, and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, teams overseas they miss payments. What? You know, they make it up, but at the same time, you might go. Yes. You know, like you're gonna miss the month and then they'll pay you on the back end, but you might miss two months. They might be three months mm-hmm. behind. So have you saved the money? Have you you know, have you taken <laughs> have you taken charge over everything that goes on wow. in your life to be prepared for those things? And you what are you gonna do? You gonna leave? All right, well bye. That's mm-hmm. you not know, Goodbye, And then, you know, I'm we'll gonna get you the money at some point in time. But, you know, these are all rules over here. So it, it, it is tough in that aspect I mean but you know, I mean ready to work ready to grind mm-hmm. and, um, and and um, you know just, just open to, to new possibilities mm-hmm. on the court I think it, it you, know, you can make it work for you and have a great career as well
0: and not to mention that you're already overseas away from home but then you travel overseas from overseas
1: right so you I mean it, it, it's great in that aspect because you get to see the world I mean, I've been, with the team I was on, we went to Israel, we went to um, Serbia, oh, really? Spain, okay. Italy, you know, Greece, and then when we had our breaks, I was able to get to Rome um, in, in mm-hmm. Italy, but I wasn't able to yeah, visit okay. visit Rome while we were playing. So that was on my break, and I was able to go to Egypt. So I was able. To, so which country do you like best? Uh, for me, I would, I would, I could see myself living like at the countryside of Spain.
2: Hmm.
1: i really enjoyed spain and you know another thing about overseas the food i think the food is fresher the food is fresher so it, it's a lot better for you
0: i experienced that in israel when we went to get oh, yeah. some ground beef, <laughs> they grind it right there in front and of you. You
1: know exactly yeah. it, when it was grounded, right in front of <laughs> you. Yeah, it it, it, it isn't traveling for days upon days, you know. Uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of pesticides, pesticides, a lot of those things, they, they ban overseas. Yeah. in the States, you know, they just they let you go wild with I
0: know it's some strange foods, too, that you probably experienced as well with all of your travel
1: well I you know, I haven't experienced them because I just say ah right, guys, you know what let me just get stick to what I know <laughs> But that know? is funny um,
2: yeah
1: I'll let, you, I'll let y'all have that mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, a while in time, I've said that plenty of times um <laughs> but it is, what
0: what keeps you up at night
1: if I'm not reading um you know thinking about my future and also thinking mm-hmm. about the past. You know, history repeats itself unless you, you know, unless you change it, unless you sit mm-hmm. down and, and make that change. So, you know, just thinking about past mistakes exactly. and whatnot, uh, thinking about the history of the world, especially, you know, in the black space or the African-American, African, Afro, you know, all the different of titles to, to the African experience. And then, uh, you know, saying a prayer at the end of it all.
0: So, with that said, um, since you're reflecting, imagine yourself in three years. What do you hope will be different from you then compared to now?
1: I, I, I hope, it, it, you know, not that I hope, but it'll be the growth um, so that I continue to grow. Um, one thing mm-hmm. that I've over the past couple of days is that I've been thinking that I need to start like loving myself more and more radically and then being able to to transfer that love to the ones Mm -hmm. next to me um, and then into the community as well and then in three years time you know retirement I I think I might be done with Mm -hmm. the game Um, God willing at the end of the day if if it's of his will I'll be done and yeah. I'll be transitioning into my next chapter. And, you know, I know I'll still be impacting lives in the community and, and, and in whatever capacity of work that I'm in.
0: What's the most significant factor that has helped you um, be successful?
1: I would say my upbringing. Um, definitely my parents and watching them grind, uh, picking that up. is. Right. I would say my circle, the group of the group of friends that I that, that I'm close to, where everybody can hold each other accountable. Um, you know, not you know, tell you if you're wrong and then tell you no. And then you know, of course, you know, working hard and, and all those other things. But yeah. I think those two have have really helped.
0: Is that support system and just you a strong work ethic
2: you
1: gotta have it because you know you can't do it by yourself I don't you know I don't mm-hmm. care what what you in life. You, you can't do it by yourself and it's not you know it's, you just can't be that selfish to think you can do it by yourself
0: you know they they say one man planet one man water but God gives the increase yes, Lord. yes. what mistakes have you made along the way
1: oh man I mean I pro- my mistake, man, is um, like like you, like you asked, mm-hmm. what keeps me up at night. I think one of one of my mistakes was yeah. how I how I came into the NBA and didn't really didn't really do what got me there. Instead, I got content, and um, you know that that's one that's one of the biggest mistakes I look back on, life. And, um, but I, I've looked in the mirror and I've dealt with that. But that's one that just jumps out at me. I would say that I am, that I'm still mm-hmm. a single individual and not married or not 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 working towards that currently. That's mm-hmm. one of my. That's one of my lessons. i you know, mistake that that one sounds harsh when I say mistakes. So, so I say lessons. I say some of the, These are some of the lessons that I've learned. No matter. Mm-hmm. If you have a little, no matter where you start, you know, I think you have to have, you know, you have to take charge of your life. If you can't, if you, you know, if you can't take charge when you have a little, what are you going to uh, do when you have a lot?
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, that that and, quote, uh, "To whom much is given, much is required."
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am. So if you, you know, you really have to take charge. And I, there were some things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, financially I mean I've been involved in the Ponzi scheme but I would have been able to really mm-hmm. I would have been able to see something was wrong if I really paid attention uh, yes so you know, it's just some, those are some of the mistakes that i that, or some of the lessons I've learned in life thus far
0: have you have you had a wake up call uh, or a wake up encounter with the Bible or anything that God has well, um, used I've, in your life
1: I've has, has any
0: experience
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'll talk about a couple. So one just happened. So, but the first one was when I really started to get into reading. Uh, I don't know if it was my second or third year in the NBA. It was the summertime, and I was living in Miami. And, you know, With Miami the beaches is, and bikinis and all that. City. It's a happiness. You <laughs> always have a good time. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 uh. now, um, a lot of singing. A lot hmm. of sin is in Miami now, uh, so <laughs> it was one of those nights. One of my friends came in town, and I, I, we were celebrating. Maybe it was his birthday. We were celebrating something, and yes, you know, it was be of the uh, Lord. Wild night, and the next the next morning, after it all, I was recapping uh, everything, looking, looking every mm-hmm. at receipts, making sure I didn't do nothing too crazy i don't know why, for some reason was next to me i don't know why it was there how it got there and i just felt like it was looking at me
2: you yes, know when just you
1: feel somebody staring <laughs> at you you look either they looking at you or they just look
2: back down uh, but
1: not the lord was looking right looking right in my eyes so then you know i just started to get up and i really started to get into reading i mean My my best Mm -hmm. friend, manager, uh, all of the above, his name is Mm -hmm. Brandon. Brandon Grew, and I met him while I was in uh, Michigan. He used to send me all type of articles, you know, for me to read. But back then, (laughs) I was just like, yo, (sighs) paraphrase it for me. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Yeah, be my summary, huh? Give me what I need to know so we can keep moving. (laughs) I don't, you know. Yeah. You feel me? Uh, Spark note. And then... I would say my second time was recently when I came back out here. But um, um, after after I was in the States for two months, um, I came back out to China thinking the season would, would start back up. And once we got out here, mm-hmm. we were under the, the assumption that the season would start April 15th. So we got out here like mm-hmm. March, March 20th, around that day. So, you know, we had to do two weeks of quarantine, then we'd have two weeks of practice, then we'd get to it we get here and then all of that wow. just vanishes like you know everything gets delayed mm-hmm. pushed back and you know i'm in my room you know first couple of days i'm like i gotta stay sometimes i gotta get my heart rate up so <laughs> i am running from the door to the wall and this is like i'm just doing whatever possible. To uh, you know, <laughs> I'm tired. You know, I'm really in here working. I'm like, mm-hmm. then it just you know, and then they delay it, and right. then it just it everything just came crashing down on me. You know, I had some, you know, there was a relationship that I, I don't know. I wouldn't even describe it as a relationship, but it was a, it was a moved on. She moved on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and man, that 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 hit me. Right. And a lot of things had hit me at that moment. And then I talked to one of my one of my elders, mm-hmm. uh, someone, a, a, a woman that inspires me. And, you know, we just talked. And then she said, read uh, Genesis and Exodus. Bam. So I did that. And then she said, you know, you should just read the Bible right. like you do a book. And I was like, yeah. And I ain't never mm-hmm. really read it. I mean, you know, maybe loosely, but so... I just started to read the Bible, and um, mm-hmm. now I'm in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, and i have been moving through it, just trying to read it and trying to regain mm-hmm. the faith that I had lost, because when I first went to Istanbul, uh-huh. back in like 16, 2016, and I, I really, you know, I was really reading, and I started to read about the black experience, the, the, mm-hmm. the history that we don't learn, the history that they don't want us to learn, and i just really started to have this hate build right. up um for groups of people and then i, I really couldn't and i didn't really understand or i wasn't prepared for that type of truth and i couldn't i couldn't look nowhere words for like dang i need help like the, the, the bible wasn't really there for me at that time i mean it's always been there but i couldn't really pinpoint like yo like this is wild right. when i'm reading that has happened in this world and and i then i just had man i was charging people up left and right mm. i please don't play about don't don't be disrespectful uh, and then you know not only reading but then experiencing it like you know my experience i'm i'm a 16 right, right. You know, tall, right <laughs> handsome young brother uh, and, I'm playing basketball for, you know, the premier team in, in Istanbul and mm-hmm. Europe and Europe. So my experience is different. But when I'm going to these cities and I'm seeing how other African folks or black folks are getting treated, okay, it's just right. now my eyes are open and it's like, wow. So, you know, I, I, you know, so this, so me coming to China that the second time, that was another eye opening moment. And
0: and that goes, that goes back to what you said. You got to appreciate every moment you get because mm-hmm. All of these are L.E.'s is what I call them, learning experiences. And that is what makes you who you are. And that's what my podcasts are about, too, when we talk about perspective and anchor perspective, because people don't realize that we, our parents, generation eras, um, your religious belief or non-religious beliefs is what shapes us into the people that we are. And I see that you know, you, you've you learned a lot. And I noticed you said when you get ready to retire, and I, and I see that you have a game plan, because a lot of... I remember when my son was growing up, all he wanted to do was NBA, NBA, NBA. I'm like, well, what's plan B? What if you break a leg? What if you do this? What if, what if this happened? What if that happened? You know, you got to have something to fall back on. And I see where you are doing that. And with that, what has been the hardest decision that you ever had to make?
1: Um, well, one, is just tough for me, just having one. That, that is tough. But I think um, it, it started out early. Um, one of them was actually playing for the blue chips because there's just a lot that went into it, a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. a lot of rumors going on about the program, this and that. Um and my parents, like I said, you know, they—my dad, educational, bam. So if he hears anything of the rumors' nature, he like, no, nah, we off of it. So going back and forth, and then actually getting to play for that team was a—that was a big decision. Transferring to Baylor was a big decision. Um, entering the draft, mm-hmm. you know, that—that that, I was a big decision from the standpoint, like, man, my dreams about to be realized. And uh, going overseas was a big decision as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, leaving your family and, and, and being away, um, what other decision? I think those have been the biggest as far. I mean, I think the biggest to me, I think who, who was, who was around you, who's in your circle. Those are big decisions as well. Uh, so I think, yeah, those, mm-hmm. those are, those are my decisions.
0: Let me ask you this. So you I noticed you mentioned a lot about um, people being in your circle are the people you started with. Are they still in your circle or, you know, like the Bible says, people come in your life for season reasons and lifetime. Mm. Would you say that your circle has changed or have you seen where people were there just for a reason or were they there just for a season and some that are still there as far as your lifetime is concerned?
1: Man, you're going to have all of them in, in your lifetime. For me, um, currently, I think I've had, you know, Quincy, I met mean, him in life. He might have been in the eighth grade, because I know I was, a year, I was two years above him.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, even though we weren't best friends at that time, it just, you know, we we had a foundation. Right. And then we, we are... I don't know what age we were then, but we are 20 plus years at it. Um, my best friend, James, we met in high school, still down. Um, a couple of my teammates, you know, Chance Hartacre and his family, what they did for me, still mm-hmm. there. Um, and then, you know, you still have those friends that you were down with at that point in time, may mm. not be as close, but if, right. if, uh, if you cross paths like you could easily just sit there and talk for, for hours. Um, when think, you
0: reunite.
1: Yeah, when you reunite. But now I think mm-hmm. I have my circles for lifelong, lifelong um, relationships.
2: Mm.
0: And that's, and that was interesting. I, I, because, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s, you know, and I noticed that even now some of my friends that were really, really, really close to me, we're still close, but we don't talk every day like we used to. But like you said, when we do get on the phone, we can talk three and four hours. Like right. we never, you know, parted from each other. And it's, it's the same way with some people I met in my high school too. I don't talk to them. I see them on Facebook, you know, that type of stuff. But if I run, if I pass cross, it's like we still have that connection. If you right. could start all over again, what would you do differently?
1: I can start all over again, sheesh. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: you know, people be like, "I don't have no regrets." Yeah, uh-huh. That sounds good, but I'm not rolling. If I could start over again, I, I would just—I I would tell myself to just keep keep that same hunger before you made it. Uh-huh. Um, set 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 higher. Set set newer uh-huh. goals. Once you you know you realize your dream, now what? Um, just continue setting goals, and then um, not not get caught up with the um, with what comes with making it to the NBA, with the lifestyles and such. You know, it was fun. I mean, it, it, you know that that's it comes and goes. It's not here forever.
0: Yeah, that's that's that's. I was just wondering about that because you you hear of people you know having a lot of money and then all of a sudden they're quiet and then it's like they've lost everything and it, because they, was, they weren't taught how to save and you know just cause you got it like that don't mean you have to spend it like that you know
2: right mm-hmm.
1: right right because you know that and, and when you retire a lot of people keep that same lifestyle mm-hmm. but you're not touching that same type of money anymore and you know, like you you hear about the divorce rates. Well, if mm-hmm. you don't have any of the prenup or any of right. those things, um, any of those documents signed, well, you still live in the same mm-hmm. lifestyle. You get a divorce, you have kids, she gets half and child support. So, like everything starts to dwindle down quickly, you know. To And it, it, it's it's tough, man. Like
2: that's mm-hmm. why I just
1: feel like. The elders just have to pour themselves into the game into the youth because man i mean you just can you imagine like going from being at the top and then right. to, you, know, you retire yeah. and then it all to comes nothing. crashing down and, i mean that's that, that that's that's a tough pill to swallow um uh, and i just and i just hope and pray that you know we can just continue to educate the people coming up behind us in any field really.
0: yep yeah, because, you know, with an injury, that that could just um, end it all for you. And some people have even committed suicide, you know, not just saying professionally, but, you know, you think about some of our, our, our singers, you know, that has it all or have it all, and you think they would be happy and they're strung out on drugs, they're popping pills, you know, because... They find out that the materialistic part of the world, and then another thing: you don't know if people are in your life because of your money or are they genuinely in your lives. How, how do you? How can you tell when someone is genuinely in your life, not for what you have?
1: It's almost like you gotta you gotta um, string them along. And
2: mm-hmm. Really
1: take notes, especially as you get older uh, with this money. Um, you can find out real quick if you tell somebody no a couple of times how they start to move. Everybody feels like they're mm-hmm. entitled, but the ones that are really close to you, they, they know they know what's going on. Um, and especially now, like mm-hmm. I'm 33, like if you can't really bring value to my life, but you're not opening my eyes to anything new, you really, like, I don't, mm-hmm. you don't need to be in my life. We can talk, we can wrap each other up, show love, but as far as you just having that access to me, yeah. that's just not going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's interesting, too, because, you know, it's lonely at the top, as they say, you know, because you find out about who people right. really are, because like you said, they feel like they're entitled. Whereas people tell you that right. you change and you you're supposed to change in life. And so when people tell you that you change, you 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 question, like, am I not supposed to change? Am I supposed to stay the same? What well, what exactly do they mean by that? You know, um, what's what is what advice of change, since we're talking about change, would you give to the listeners that they should make right now to help them get closer to their success?
1: I, I would say read. You know, I'm, I'm just going mean, to read. Read and find somebody who's, who's doing what you do, doing better at a higher mm. level. And, you know, ask questions, try, try to see if, if they'll mentor you.
0: So, what about uh, when you, like you said, you you have a lot of irons in the fire, you know, like you have your book club, and we talked about your gardening project, about where you're trying to give back to, you know, the society. Have you struggled with with any of those projects or projects that you have in your head?
1: Um, You know, yes, because business is tough, entrepreneurship is definitely tough. It's it's, it's definitely a career of its own. And and one thing I I would say is you really have to take charge. You know, you have to make time, you know, um, and then have people on board who are passionate and knowledgeable. On the business as well that's but with, with with the LGr farm product that's been the toughest part I mean, we've run into some to some to some snags that you just it's unfortunate um, right, that we had exactly. to, to, to hit these snags but you know we learned from it and now we uh, we can call bs mm-hmm. you know even quicker now um but it's part of life it, it you know nothing is just smooth sailing and easy
0: yeah and you know and that's a good lesson to learn too because i had to learn it you know, and I'm glad that you're learning it young, too, because when you get older, you start realizing that everything that you've gone through in your life, you you learn from it and you're supposed to move on. It's not supposed to keep you down. You just learn from it so that it doesn't happen again. It gives you wisdom. That's where that wisdom comes comes from. So one, one thing I want to talk about before we um, come to a close, because we have about mm, probably about 10 more good minutes is about dating i noticed you mentioned that you were single so there may be some women out here listening um why are you single i know that a lot of people are single for a lot of reasons why are you single
1: <laughs> i am single I mean that's a good question i'm, I'm single what they say, because whoop, whoop,
0: the dog gave me huh <laughs> um,
1: i haven't been the best partner in a relationship Mm-hmm. that's just all rip. Um, yeah. <laughs> and why you
2: have that? Um,
1: uh, you gotta uh, you have to be honest with yourself and you gotta know yourself and at the same time I don't think I've been all in uh, mm. which I think goes hand in hand with, with what I've said and then I think the communication aspect, um, women hear your thoughts you have to truly just uh, be comfortable with communicating your feelings communicate everything that's going on in your mind especially pertaining um, to your partner to that woman
2: Mm.
0: say that again now that was what communal what (laughs) okay communication with a capital
1: c and a capital n at the end
0: (laughs) so as we as we come is there a type of woman that you are looking for
1: I mean, for me, just independence and, you know, um, intelligent, selfless, um, a smile that I can daydream on. Uh, I mean, I think those those are, you know, courageous. Uh, I'm, de- I'm definitely yeah. around, I'm definitely you know, in, in in the community. So you, you definitely gotta be ready for that. I think for me that, that that covers it, especially where I'm at today with having to be overseas. Playing, you know, playing basketball, I'm still able to make uh-huh. the type of money I make.
0: Do you want children?
1: Yes, God willing, you know, if it's definitely in my cards. I'm gonna get them. You know, that's you can't stop yeah. what God got for you. Uh, in my mind, right. yes, I would love to have love to have some children and the and the wife.
0: <laughs> How many you want?
1: For me, just two. Um, you know, and, just. You know, two. If, you know, the, the the wife, he wants to adopt some a child, like, that's cool, too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How many um, siblings do you have?
1: I have two younger sisters and an older brother. Oh, okay. All yeah.
0: right. I so, knew about your sisters. I didn't know that you had a brother.
1: Older brother, he, he lives in Nigeria.
0: Mm, okay. How often do you go back? I mean, have you been to Nigeria since um, you've been able to travel?
1: Um. Yes, ma'am. I well, the past couple of years, I've been going to Nigeria after every season of this, and mm-hmm. I won't be able to get back. Um, my older brother lives there, and my family, like my my bloodline, is all there. And there, okay, you know, to um, you know, see that to see my family and you know, see Africa, see Nigeria. Right. Um, it, it's it's definitely it's beautiful. Oh, best believe.
0: So, I know that you don't have an accent. Do your parents have an accent? Do they speak um, in their native language?
1: They speak all of that. And when they start speaking it, you, you have some problems on your hands. Um, really? You, <laughs> you know, at the household, they, they, they start speaking the, the native tongue, or they say your whole name. You, you got some problems. Uh, but, yeah, they definitely have the accent. I, I almost thought my dad would, would go back home and retire. And his, he still might do that as well. So, for my mother, I think she just can you speak it? "Uh, No, ma'am, I cannot, and that's that's something I want to work on.
0: You understand it?
1: I mean, no, you can understand. It's a lot of it that has to do with body language and the Mm -hmm. energy. You can tell just by following.
2: Right.
1: When you know, like, okay, it's about to get real, or they're having a good time, or it's a serious matter. And you need to uh-huh. move. Wow. So you could tell.
2: But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, um, well, sheesh.
0: It's been real. Um, what nugget? Give me some nuggets. Give our listeners some nuggets.
1: Pick up a book. That, that's a nugget that I'm always going to have to emphasize. Definitely, definitely change your life. Um, All right. I, I like say, that nugget. I would say meet people where they are uh-huh. and be. You could be a scholar and you could run into a, a child who may not know much. Start at that, that mm-hmm. the, the level of the child and build and then along the way add some of your nuggets, add some of your wisdom to it. And then learn from that, that child as well. Um, you know, I was I watched this interview or a snippet of it. It's a rapper named Lil Baby. Um he was being interviewed by I think Joe Button. And Joe Button made some type of remark about hanging out with that, with that, with this younger crowd. And he was like, well, you know, and then he mm-hmm. explained how, you know, you gotta give these young mm-hmm. people life. You gotta give them life if you want them to like, to cherish it. Uh, because some of them are like in a mm-hmm. trap, not like, not the trap, but like a trap of society. Like they, they don't know what to do. So, you know, you gotta give them these, you know, you gotta give them life. And, mm-hmm. and, and with that and the consistency, Man, they, they'll do it anything you tell them to, and you'll be and you'll be able to see the growth every right. day, and you'll get to see them light up. I mean, I think that that that's special. Um, I think whatever you do, go back mm-hmm. to the neighborhood and, and and give back, and and it doesn't have to be monetarily. I think it's just your your time and your presence, uh, just being there, showing that you care, showing them how you did it as well. Um, let's see what other nuggets have a strong circle. Um, believe mm-hmm. in something bigger than you. Uh, be a good person. <laughs> that. Be a good person. Uh, for me, I think is um, respecting yourself, and then and then with that same respect, you respect uh, other mm-hmm. people around you. Everybody around you. Uh, respect your elders uh, for sure. And and you know all the little things like yes sir no ma'am yes ma'am opening doors and 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 all those those things that come with it um, I think that that that'll set you up.
0: So it takes everybody and it takes everything, and you know it's just like a salad when you think about it. I can eat a a bowl of lettuce, but then when I add the tomato, the cucumber. It's all good. But then somebody else say, hey, throw some bacon in there or throw some rash dressing on it or, you know, throw um, some crackers in it with it. And when you mix it all together, it's it's a beautiful savor to your taste. And that's just how life is. Everybody has something that they can add to the bowl to make it even better. You're never too old or too young to learn. And I appreciate that all yeah. right so is there anything else you'd like to add before we um go and end um can you would you like to would you like to give some information on how to um reach you for your book club or anything else that you want people to know to get in contact with uh, you
1: okay cool so for for my book club uh it's we use the hashtag at base book club but just follow me on twitter um Epe udo E-K-P-E-U-D-O-H. Um, I I have a character a, a face mm-hmm. of myself so you'll know that's me uh, i post a lot on there and that, and that's the same for all social media platforms uh, udo at udo that on Instagram Facebook you just find me my, my name uh, and if you know that's that's how you really get get a hold of me. shoot me a DM if you if you uh, if you want to reach out to me and, you know, we'll be able to build.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate that. And again, I thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. And you know, I, I just look forward to, to watching you build this podcast.
0: All right. Well, I look forward to for you putting it out there for me, too.
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am.
0: <laughs> All right, then. So I will talk to you later. Thank you.